0: Hi and welcome to today's episode of Nanabee's Story Box. Now it's slightly different today because it's the first in a series that I shall be doing um, on Black History Icons. So today I'm going to start with Walter Toll. Now being Remembrance Day, I felt it's really important to spend some time reflecting on, you know, our fallen heroes. Now, largely the contributions, the sacrifices of the thousands, um, of black Caribbean, African, and others from the commonwealth all their contributions are largely unknown forgotten ignored not recorded and um i my hope is that that changes that we will uncover more and more of their stories as times go on and you know so that by the time my grandchildren are adults you know they hopefully will be a wealth of information that's been uncovered, it's going to be difficult because a lot of um, a lot of the um, stories, a lot of the information was not recorded. Um, Churchill himself said there was no need to record names of, as he put it, the natives and so on. So um, there is that to overcome, but I'm sure it will be. You know, these stories will get out, and we. We know we should all be proud of the contribution that we've all made, that our ancestors have made. Um, it's, you know, I'm a history geek, I studied history right up to university, and it saddens me that I was not aware of this, I wasn't taught about it, um, there was no information in books at the time. and yeah you know observing the two-minute silence today I was thinking about you know the many many lost lives that you know perhaps no one's remembering and that's a real shame it's a real sadness actually Um, I watched the ceremony on TV and even as a child I was thinking well this isn't anything to do with me there are no black people there and I think Even today, probably children will be thinking that there wasn't a contribution by people of colour. And that's so far from the truth. You know, they sacrificed their lives, they volunteered, they were heroes too. So, today's icon is Walter Tull. An amazing, amazing man who broke through barriers. He became the first black officer. Now, that wouldn't be unusual so much today, but this was back in 1917. I mean, you know, just a tremendous achievement. And he did so with the prejudice and discrimination that was going on. I mean, you know, black people were referred to as woolly-headed and it's the N-word, which I won't say. But that's, you know, that was the situation, that was the circumstances at the time. Um, But he pushed on through. Um, He was resilient. He was heroic. Just an amazing, amazing um, hero for everybody. He was born in Kent, actually, in Folkestone. And he was born, I think it's 18, uh, yeah, late Victorian times. His dad was actually the son of a slave and had left Barbados and come over to Britain and luckily found work as a carpenter. And while he was here, he met and fell in love with a local um, English woman called Alice and they married. Now I can only imagine the amount of um, prejudice they would have faced, but they were happy to all accounts and they went on and had six children Unfortunately, Walter's mum died while he was quite young, so his dad remarried and a couple of months later, he also died of heart disease. So this meant his stepmother was left with quite a lot of children, a big family to take care of. They were working class, they weren't rich. So, the decision was made for Walter and his one of his brothers to go to an orphanage, which is where he went for a couple of years. It was while he was there that um, they discovered he had a talent for football, so he became an exceptional footballer, he was so talented. and. Um, So talented, indeed, that he was signed by Tottenham Hotspur. Um, He wasn't the first black professional footballer because there was another one called Arthur Wharton who um, had been um, signed for a professional team just before Walter was. So Walter was with Tottenham Hotspur. This is in 1909. Unfortunately, his career sort of started and ended on this first match, on the 2nd of October, it was against Bristol City, and sad to say, a large mob, 20,000 according to reports of football fans, um, just chanted abuse, racist chants and words and all the rest of it right through the match. And, you know, fortunately, that still happens today to some extent. But back in 1909, the club's owners, directors, you know, didn't really know how to deal with it. They didn't want the hassle. So Walter was, you know, moved from the first team. He never played a game in the first team. He was stuck in the reserves until um, he eventually left. And went to play for Northampton Town. Now, this is report. You know, he didn't, um, he didn't shirk from playing his sport, even though he, you know, he must have faced so much adversity. But the reports, I mean, here's one. Let me tell these Bristol hooligans that Tull is so clean in mind and method as to be a model to all white men who play football. Tull was the best forward on the field. So his talent, his skill outshone everything. Um, He didn't react to any of the abuse. He just rose above it and showed his skills on the field, which is like many players have done since. He had great composure. And courage um, you know determination that resilience to play to be the best he could and it was those qualities that led him to the army so as I say he was at Northampton town and then the First World War broke out in 1914 immediately Walter volunteered to fight even though it wasn't compulsory at that time and in actual fact the army didn't want people of color to be to enlist and they didn't think it's right they didn't think that um they had the qualities to be in the army troops here's a quote for you troops formed of colored individuals belonging to savage tribes and bar on barbarous races should not be employed in a war between civilised states so you know people of colour, black men were not highly thought of at all and were discouraged if you like but Walter decided, he was determined he wanted to play, he joined actually a regiment, a football regiment and obviously he was quite high profile, Um, he was quite well known as a footballer, and the army, you know, really couldn't turn him away, because it was Walter Tull. you know, he'd been the star at Tottenham Hotspur, he was now a star at North, Northampton town. So he fought in battle after battle. He was respected by the soldiers, his fellow soldiers and superiors. Um, you know he had all the qualities of a leader and they recognized that I mean how amazing is that you know as I say this is you know 1914 and even though black people were not permitted at the time to be officers he was still recommended by the superiors who saw how skillful how talented how courageous he was he was recommended to do officer training up in Scotland. So he went, he managed to get onto the course. He came back to the war. He saw action in the Somme. He was on the Western Front. And he led his men, you know, with skill and was admired by all. Unfortunately, on the 25th of March, 1918, The German soldier fired his gun at Walter Tull. Walter Tull was now Second Lieutenant Walter Tull, the first black officer in the British Army. So sadly, he was hit in the neck and he died in battle. But what an amazing man, he broke through the barriers. He broke through the color bar, not once but twice, you know, to play football in a professional team and to become an officer. His story reminds us of the sacrifices that have been made. The sacrifice of a generation. The First World War was a brutal war. We lost lots and lots of lives, brave young heroes of all colours, of all races and I think we need to remember all of them. Their history is our history. Black history is British history. Walter Tull proved that being good at what you do could keep you going. He showed that resilience, that bravery. His life is an example of tragedy, but also heroism. I like to think of it as a lesson to those who, you know, still persist in, you know, dishing out, in spreading prejudice and hate today, you know, in 2020. Okay, it doesn't matter what color you are, whether we're black, white, what race, doesn't matter, we're the human race, I like to think of, it's one race. And yeah, on this Remembrance Day, I think it's really fitting to remember the courageous men and women who fought for this country. Just going to end with the poem. They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun, And in the morning, we will remember them. Thanks for listening and joining uh, me for this podcast. Um, Do tune in next time. And if you've liked what you heard, then please tell your friends about it. It is a children's podcast where I share stories, poems, and also black history icons see you next time